and welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast, the bucket emptying episodes. So pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat and enjoy the conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Han, psychologist and parenting expert. And in this episode, I'm answering probably the question that most people want to know, most parents want to know is how much screen time is Okay, I've done lots around screen time. I've done lots around managing screen time. I've done lots around teens and screen time. So do go and check out those other episodes and we will put some details in the show notes so we can signpost you to those. But actually, I'm tackling a slightly different question here that's very specific about how much time is okay for my child to be on tech. I'm probably going to say something you're you're probably going to be surprised about. And, And actually, I don't have, I don't believe that there is a definitive time limit However, I can give you some specific guidance around how you can make a decision for your family. So let's look at it this way. I think that how much time our children are on technical devices, tech, phones, whatever it is, is really unique to our family, our own tolerance level and the dynamics within our home. So the analogy that I've used quite often in more recent days around the you've got a jar and you've got to get these big rocks in these medium rocks in and then the sand we've all sort of seen a video around that when we're talking about how much time our children you know we want to allow or agree our children um, on tech it's actually almost you could probably calculate it based on putting the big rocks into the jar first so my sort of overall feeling is that tech is a supplement It's an add-on afterwards with the time that we have left once we've done the important things. That's really what I'm kind of thinking about in terms of how you kind of work that out. So we'll come on to that a little bit more specifically. But the other aspect that I would say, as a parent, you have to make a pragmatic decision. And full disclosure and full honesty, I found that when my children were younger, tech was a massive battleground. Not hugely but it was still a battleground. So I made the decision that I was not going to have that battle during a school night. So we just removed that. Now, you could argue, well, that's a bit unfair, Mary Han, or that's a bit of a cop-out. But fundamentally, I did not want to be battling every single day around the big rocks and then the tech at the end of it. So I made a choice. And again, this is all about being doing what works and what suits your family. The decision that we made within our family was that there was no tech during the week. And in fact, the children when they were younger didn't even have television during the week because that made way for the big rocks, which I'll talk about. And then what then happened was because we were very, we spent quite a bit of time at home at the weekends, we weren't necessarily going out, going and meeting visiting friends or relatives that live very far away we were very fortunate that we had our kind of network and our community not very far away so it meant that we could offset some of that because we were at home more and therefore could still have the time with the children connecting together with with our our community as well as them also having tech so you have to you've got to look at the big picture sometimes when we're thinking about how much time our children have on tech we're so caught in the minutiae of the day-to-day that we don't step back and say okay let me just do a bit of a family overview a bit of a family audit let me look at the landscape what do our weeks look like what do our weekends look like and that's a really crucial part in terms of making that decision because you know when we're talking about those big rocks 
what we're then looking at is how busy is your child's school day? What time do they finish school? What other activities have they got? And importantly, how many of those out, uh, sort of activities do they have are led by your child and how much of it is being led by you? Now, I've got no issue in you know, parents trying to encourage their children to try different things and then make a commitment to see a particular activity through. It's really good practice. And certainly Angela Lee Duckworth talks a lot about that in that essence of grit is really seeing through a hobby or an interest through the peaks and also the plateaus and as also, you know, also the kind of the ups and downs as well. So that's a great way to teach grit. But it isn't great if we filled our children's after school loads and loads of activities that are not really chosen by them or are not really adding enough to them in terms of their resilience and their grit. So that's the first thing you need to do is literally take that step back and have an overview of what time do they finish school? What does their end of school day look like? Where are the kind of you know, the day, the challenges on the days that they're finishing late or juggling multiple things? And then also look at your weekends. Do you spend your weekends driving around a lot and visiting lots of people do you spend is it a bit of a mixture have you got a child who's supremely sporty and so their particular sport or their sailing or their riding has you all over the place so you've got to look at it all within that context the first big rocks that you need to put in is downtime and downtime for children is play being on tech is not play yeah so let's be really super clear about that you might have children who like gaming on an xbox or a playstation or they might play games on an ipad that's a different kind of play and is not a big rock play is a is the way basically that children process what's happened during the day and also decompress now Teens don't play in the same way. They play in different ways. Maybe they're creative and they play through listening to music. They play through creative expression in terms of how they tidy, organize their bedroom. Maybe, they, maybe they're creative in terms of mixing music or coloring or art or editing videos. Whatever, it's, it's the play aspect that is the first big rock. Because if your children are not having an opportunity to unwind, decompress then you are storing up a whole host of problems. So that's the first thing that you need to put in. And actually, my argument would be that that's the first rock that goes in even before the second one, which is homework. And it's really important that our children have an opportunity to decompress. How and when they decompress is something that you create that's bespoke within your family, but it is important to decompress. The second one is completing any obligations that they have for school and any other commitments. So if they've got homework, those are the commitments for school, but they may have other commitments if they have other clubs or they play musical instruments or there is something that they are meant to be practicing. Those are the next big rocks. So these are the things that we're beginning to kind of fill in. Then we're starting to look at other aspects, which is connection within the family. It's really important that as a family, you connect together. Now, connection does not always have to look like the whole family sitting down to have an evening meal now that would be my preference but the reality is if lots of children doing lots of different activities if we've got parents coming coming in at different times it may not always be possible to have that so we then need to think creatively what does that family connection look like is it 
with half the family? Is it with three quarters of the family? Is it actually that mealtimes are quite desperate? And what we then have to do instead is have connection time in that we watch a programme together at for 30 minutes or we play a board game together or our family connection time is actually the reading that we do upstairs in bed so those to me are the kind of the big rocks that you fit in then when you're starting to look at how much tech your children then are able to you know how much time is is okay on tech that we should be looking at with tech it's the what are the spaces in between what you know that's the sand that's the tech how can we fit that in and does it work within the framework that we have? Tech should not be used within, well, I think the, the sort of the, the guidelines are within an hour or two hours before bed. I think my view is probably, you know, the reality is for a lot of children who have got activities after school or if we're going to fit in the play and, and um, the connection time with the family and also any obligations they have with homework, then realistically it's probably going to be with 30 minutes to an hour would be my preference but for some it may well be that 30 minutes before then it, you you're then able to look at it and say actually on a Monday there is no scope because if I put these big rocks in there is literally no more time or you may discover there's no more time there's no time at all during the week but you can then so what then happens is they just get you just look at it and you end load it onto the the weekend if you're traveling a lot and you're visiting friends maybe tech can be part of the journey you've got to be kind of creative but you've also got to really look at what works for your family in terms of timing the only thing that i would say is that we do not want really really do not want young children on devices you know children under the age of three and four shouldn't be on tech on their own Ideally, I don't even really want them on there at four or five. But if you're playing a game together and it's an interactive, there's a communication, there's, you're, you're talking about what you're doing, that's different. But in my experience, I see so many children sat in pushchairs, sat in restaurants that are literally just straight on devices. And that isn't what we're, what we're looking at doing. So working out what's the optimal amount of time is very bespoke. And based around, fill the put the big rocks in first, and then the sand, which is the tech, fills around. So I hope that that answers that particular question. I've not been super prescriptive, but I've been really clear about how we then calculate that, how we calculate that for our particular family. So I hope you find that useful. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could follow, rate, and review this podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time. What is One Million Moments all about? We know prevention is better than cure. Children who feel connected, heard and understood are less likely to struggle with their mental health. One Million Moments is all about seizing opportunities to connect with children moment by moment, day by day. Head over to our website, onemillionmoments.org. That's O-N-E millionmoments.org and join the initiative join the campaign and help us
positively impact one million lives.